0: Hi friends. My name's Caitlin. My name's Kara. And this is our podcast Shout out to the Old Me. Let's go.
1: Welcome back everyone to another episode of Shout out to the Old Me. Caitlin, how are you doing today? Good, good. How are you? I am good. I am good. slightly freaking out about the fact that by the time everyone hears this episode, it will be December of 2020. I know.
0: Which Where's is time gone?
1: Absolutely baffling. I mean, I feel like we always get to this time of year and it just fly, flies by, but this year yeah. especially, the concept of time has just, like, ceased <laughs> to exist. Like, is it not... How are we three months away from, like, four months away from March? Like, wasn't, I know.
0: It, wasn't it just March? <laughs> yeah, I know. It feels um, like, yeah, March was a, um, yeah, it feels like a distant memory, but also... Yeah like it happened yesterday, so I know the feeling. But speaking of it uh, being December,
1: we did want to, before we get into today's episode, do a quick little call out. We are going to be recording a few episodes, one that is Christmas slash holiday themed and then also one that's kind of a best of the year, so like a 2020 year in review. So if any of our... Dear listeners would love to get in touch we would love to hear from you your thoughts on your favorite like festive films TV episodes songs Traditions, things that you like to do in the holidays, foods that you like to eat, I don't know, anything like that. Yeah, anything. Or your best of the year for 2020. So best album, best song, best film, best TV show, best moment, best anything. What did you love in the year that was terrible a lot of the time? There were some good (laughs) things. So let us know. If you'd like to, you can head over to anchor.fm forward slash shout out to the old me and leave us a voice message that we might include in the episode. Or you can email us at shout old me podcast at gmail.com send us a dm on instagram send us a message on tumblr at shout out old me like there's so many different ways to get in touch so if you'd like to be involved in our holiday special or our best of the year special please send something in ideally by like the 5th or 6th of december would be awesome because we're recording just after that and yeah yeah we'd love to hear from you so please please get in touch and then I guess the other admin we have for today's episode before we get started is a spoiler alert. <laughs>
0: big, big spoiler alert.
1: <laughs> Which you very helpfully put into the doc, so thank you for that, because otherwise I would have completely forgotten. I so know. for anyone listening today, here is your formal warning, your spoiler alert. On today's episode, we're going to be delving into, I think, probably your favourite TV show of all time. Is that... Definitely, Is that yes. a, a significant call? It's we're gonna- a... An affirmative, yes. Okay. Caitlin's favourite TV show of all time, which is Supernatural. So we will be discussing so many things, including the finale in this episode. So if you don't want to be spoiled, maybe give this one a miss.
0: But otherwise, let's get into it. Once you watch it, come back. (laughs) Exactly. And listen and enjoy. Um, It's hard not to talk about the show without spoilers, especially when we're talking about the finale. And I feel like... This is a bit of a wrap up of the show because it has come to an end, 15 years. But yeah, it's definitely definitely one of my favorite shows of all time. I know for you Kara, it's not one that you've necessarily watched, but we were just talking about how it's sort of one of those ones that's because it's been around for so long. You kind of know what the goal is or you've at least heard of it yeah what's been your like little experience of that
1: yeah it's interesting i yeah so i've never actually i don't think i think maybe i saw a snippet of an episode of it on tv once when i was channel surfing but i've never actually yeah. sat down and watched a full episode of supernatural i was going to for this episode but then you said it would probably be too scary for me which is well, something yeah. i appreciate um as, yeah. so thank you for being such a good friend but my sort of first introduction <laughs> (laughs) to Supernatural was kind of how far reaching it was in pop culture and for anyone listening who had a Tumblr account from 2010 (laughs) onwards this was the time of what was known as the Super Who Lock fandom crossover (laughs) so you had Supernatural fans, you had Doctor Who fans and you had the BBC Sherlock fans were kind of just running the website basically you couldn't, even if you know it wasn't in your interest it was definitely going to be popping up on your dashboard so as a result Supernatural and also Teen Wolf which is a show that I did go on to watch were shows that I were first exposed to via seeing like gifs or reading recaps or hearing about like friends listening to certain podcasts about it or friends (laughs) loving it so I could tell you that you know Sam and Dean were the main characters took me a really long time to figure out who was who because obviously... (laughs) On Gilmore Girls, Dean is yeah, <laughs> uh, oh, Jared yes. Padalecki, but in Supernatural, he's Sam. So once I got my head around that, we were, we were on the right track. But
0: yeah. I think
1: the fact that, I mean, we can have this episode conversation. I'm obviously not going to be as contributing as much in this episode, but I still know what the deal is without having a seen an episode ever. Yeah, And that speaks to, I think, how far-reaching kind of the pop culture impact of Supernatural is, um, yeah. So I just kind of wanted to, and I think we will throughout the throughout the episode, but reflect on kind of that everlasting legacy of a show for like sure. Supernatural because it's not every day, especially in kind of the modern era with streaming services and kind of how cutthroat it is with shows getting cancelled and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. For a show to have not only have 15 seasons first of all, but to even get to 10 seasons these days yeah. is so uncommon unless you're like a Home and Away or a Neighbours that just never exactly. ends which I think is a massive achievement, but also to be able to choose when to end it. Like there's so yeah. many shows that pull together a finale or they film the last episode of a season as it, as it's a finale just in case they don't get renewed because yeah. they don't Wrap know. Wrap up the
0: storyline. Yeah. It's so sad when that happens because you know that they've had to shoot, and a lot of the times, alternate endings yes. to a show because you cannot take the risk. Yeah, And you know how disappointing it is when a show that you really like gets axed, and they have left it on a cliffhanger. It's happened so many times, but you're right. I mean, Supernatural has had so many um, opportunities to be cancelled. I mean, the show was only meant to go for three years or three seasons, and then season 10 rolled around, and it was like, is this the end? But it wasn't. (laughs) And then it got to season 14, and I guess it was like, okay, Jensen and Jared, who are the lead actors on the show, were like, the time has come. Yep. And, you know, understandably, I mean, 15 years of your career dedicated to one show is pretty is pretty epic. Well, I mean, I think a lot of people maybe are in the same boat or maybe they're like casual watchers mm-hmm. of Supernatural. I get this a lot when I say that Supernatural's my favourite show, which is, oh, I stopped watching after season three. Yeah. Or like I dropped off after this season and I haven't watched it again. So we're going to take a bit of a deep dive into... I mean, we're not going too deep, (laughs) but it's going to be, we're going through a couple of different sort of sections of, you know, favorite episodes or talking about some of the characters throughout the show. So if you like Supernatural, enjoy. Yes. Um, If not, I hope you maybe either learn something or maybe it'll inspire you to go back and watch. So what I'm going to do, we'll do a bit of an intro for anyone that may not have watched the show and Mm -hmm. um, then we'll go from there. So... The show was originally created by Eric Kripke um, and it originally aired on the WB, which was like the Warner Brothers TV mm-hmm. studio, uh, which later became the CW, and it aired from 2005 to 2020. It ran for 15 seasons, like I said, and that was 327 episodes. So, like, there was a lot to go through. Yes, was <laughs> like, <with> sort of <laughs> doing my research. Um, but with its 11th season, interestingly, Supernatural became the longest-running live-action fantasy TV show. Whether that means anything, I don't know. But it's it's just a credit to like what you were saying that shows don't ever go that long. No, It's not, you know, you've got to have a really solid fan base to even dream of doing more than, you know, seven seasons of a drama, especially an hour drama. So a little bit of background. The show follows two brothers, Dean Winchester, who was the older, more obedient natural hunter of the two, played by Jensen Ackles, Um, And Sam Winchester, who was the younger, uh, more independent, but then ended up sort of being the brains of the Winchester operation played by Jared Padalecki. We're introduced to them in the pilot and we're introduced to the family, the Winchester family, which was 22 years uh, prior to the current day on the fateful night that a fire breaks out at their home and sadly their mum is killed but John Winchester who is their dad pulled the kids out and they survived but Mary did not <laughs> sadly and R. then we R. cut P. to present I know it's pretty like I don't know if you've seen that you've probably maybe seen like a gif of that yeah <laughs> like, it's pretty horrific yeah you know it's the classic kind of like it's almost like a Disney movie intro. Bambi it's like intro. Tragic, yeah. You know, like a tragic death of a parent. Hit him straight with the trauma. Straight with exactly, the trauma. Exactly, exactly. Um, and then we cut to present day where 22-year-old Sam is at Stanford University where he's studying law and is seemingly, you know, content with his life until his older brother Dean breaks into his dorm in the middle of the night and informs Sam that Dad's on a hunting trip and he hasn't been home in a few days, which is basically code for he might be dead and I need your help. (laughs) So that's where we sort of find the brothers together again because they they sort of separated and went their separate Mm -hmm. ways. And so Sam goes, he caves and goes with Dean to go try and find Dad. And in the process, they defeat the monster of the week, which was the woman in white. Mm -hmm. And Sam returns to his dorm to find that his girlfriend, Jess, has suffered the same fate that his mother did 22 years prior. Gosh. (laughs) I know so burning on the roof. <laughs> it was just just horrible. again,
1: just straight with the trauma. Like.
0: I know, right? It's like two things after another. It's like, oh, what is going on? Yeah. Um, and that sort of incites him to join Dean to find Dad and to find the demon who killed both his mum and girlfriend and avenge their deaths. Yeah. So that's where we start. That's where the show starts. It's, I mean, it's a it's a really great setup for the show, and mm-hmm. really those. Themes in that first episode totally sets up really the whole 15 seasons. Yeah. They never stray from that dynamic, really. Also in that first season, we get the quote which has ended up being sort of like a supernatural motto, which is saving people, hunting things, the family business. (laughs) Um, And at the beginning of season two, John sacrifices his soul to save Dean and dies. And the boys continue the family business with the help of a few other hunters Mm -hmm. traveling cross country, killing as many monsters as possible um, and saving as many people as they can. You know, they go up against demons and vampires and werewolves the old shapeshifter, which we talked about in the yes. Halloween episode. <laughs> um, witches, uh, and they even, you know, go up against the angels at different points in the show. And, you know, they lose a lot of people along the way and, you know, they've gone to heaven and hell for each other. And that's sort of what family does. And that's at the core of the story is really about their family. Um, and their sort of, like, adoptive dad, Bobby. Yeah, There's a quote from him that says, family don't end with blood. And I think that's so important to the show because there's so many characters that ended up coming through that may have not been related to Sam and Dean, but it's a hunting family, I guess. And that adventure has continued across, you know, 327 episodes, but now it's over. So, you know, that's sort of like a summary of, I mean, the bi- the bigger yes. picture. <laughs> there's, a lot, uh, there's a lot that went on in those 15 seasons, but that's sort of, you know, as a summary, that would be nice to end. But... You know, I think context for the show as well, like, when you go back and watch the first season, like, they're using flip phones, Yeah. you know, but also the fact, like, when they're doing research for each, you know, each case that they're going to look for, when they go do their research, they go to the library, like, that's how long this they show's been going Go to for. the library, I love that so much. And, like, flick through the paper and it's like, what? <laughs> I can't believe it. It's I been love 15 that like years, Yeah,
1: honest. fifteen years and like the use of printed newspapers, the library and free right. phones. Like we're we talking yeah. before about how we <laughs> I mean we're only twenty six, but we're definitely be becoming aware of, you know, aging and the fact yeah. that time moves on and that people were born after the year 2000 what a concept I know so I it's, know. it's, it's crazy. But that's one of the things that's funny about going back and watching these shows that like I would consider Supernatural and also shows like you know Gilmore Girls or Gossip Girl or whatever I would consider them modern era shows because we yeah. grew up with them but everyone's using flip phones everyone it's yeah. Yeah, it's funny how technology which at the time we thought was so cool and so high tech really does age a show
0: Yeah, it really does. And I think, too, and this sort of goes into our first real segment of the episode, which is the music of Supernatural. Yes. Um, Dean, obviously, has inherited the uh, 67 Chevy Impala from his dad. Mm -hmm. And all that has is a cassette deck. So, you know, they're listening to cassettes in the car or the radio, I guess. Yeah. But that really sets it in time, like, even older than what it is, you know. Like, it kind of, I think Kripke, who was the creator, definitely wanted to have an old car, like a, you know, a vintage sort of car, to set it in that Americana type of thing. You know, especially the fact that they're always sort of going down the back roads and going to, like, you know, isolated towns or forgotten towns and travelling cross-country, it really does give it that old-school sort of vibe but even though it is modern you know we weren't traveling in the 70s or anything like that it was but it did it had that feeling of okay this is a little bit old school and Dean yeah. as a character was kind of old school as well but yeah. yeah the music in Supernatural was really you know along with this the scoring of the show which they took a lot of influence from like 70s rock and and obviously like a lot of the soundtrack is classic rock and that's a big part of Dean's sort of character personality as well which I love and I totally you know when watching it related to it the there's a lot of like ACDC and you know there's a there's a funny quote that I think I'll insert about Sam giving him crap for his (laughs) old school like mullet rock cassette collection which is funny I swear man you gotta update your cassette tape collection why well for one they're cassette tapes and two Black Sabbath Motorhead Metallica it's the greatest hits of mullet rock house rules Sammy driver picks the music shotgun shuts his cake hole But I suppose they use music, and like every show, they use music as a real driving point for the plot. In season five, episode 22, uh, the episode Swan Song, they used uh, a Def Leppard song called Rock of Ages, where Dean rolls up to the season five... Final battle between Lucifer and Michael, and I think that really sets the tone because that song is kind of weird. Like it's a, it sort of starts off with a funny. It actually starts off with um the sample that they the, the Offspring took for Pretty Fly for a White Guy. That's how uh,
1: that song yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ow. And so you know it sets up plot, and then obviously in the, two, the episode nineteen, it was sort of like a two part finale in the end with Inherit the Earth. Um. They use the song Running on Empty by Jackson Brown, which accompanied like a montage. And it's just like a lot of the music is really nostalgic as well and they never stray from that. Yeah. Um, except for when they w- are used I Want You by Savage Garden in <laughs> one of the episodes in the last <laughs> season, which was hilarious. Iconic. But they always sort of use use music and obviously we've got the, the iconic carry-on uh, Wayward Son by Kansas um, yes. that was first used in Salvation in season one and that's become the quintessential song for Supernatural, yeah. really. Like, that's the associated song with the, with the show. Be on my wayward son. there peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry no more. Yeah, can't really talk about Supernatural without mentioning the incredible music that they've used for 15 seasons it's been a continuous love affair of music is there anything yeah. you wanted to say about I that? i
1: just wanted to say that in order to amp myself up for this episode because yep. obviously i've never seen it so i read lots of things but also i listened to just before <laughs> i called you today caitlin i listened to, to carry on my wayward son a couple yep. of times it's a really long song oh it goes it's so for long. like five but it has a second wind <laughs> but it's a bagger, so yeah. Um, um, but is. yes, so I just want to, I just sort of noted down that that was yeah, definitely the the song that I saw again on my Tumblr dashboard with many a <laughs> many a video edit with that yes. playing over over the back. Such so, so many good. great songs, and I think it's really fun to reflect on how like they use the music not only as a narrative device but also as like a characteristic for one of the yeah. characters. I think that's really fun.
0: Yeah, I mean, the music and the car are really the, I guess, inanimate yeah, objects, yeah. but they're not, like, you know, obviously music's yeah, not. But, non-humans. You know, the, <laughs> non-human, exactly, which actually sort of takes us into the next bit that I want yeah. to talk about, which was the supporting characters. Now, like I said in the intro, I mean, it's, it's Sam and Dean all the time, but yeah. they do – there's always supporting characters, and there's been so many incredible characters that have come through um, helping Sam and Dean – going up against Sam and Dean, like, Mm -hmm. you know, there's such an array of different characters, both human and (laughs) (laughs) non-human. Some of the ones I wanted to sort of talk about was, well, the first one, which is Bobby, who, you know, we're introduced to, I think at the right at the end of season one in the episode Devil's Trap. He is just, it's just such a legend within the show. And I think anyone that watches the show would, Um, would agree with that because you know he's this veteran hunter who was an old friend of John Winchester but he really evolved into being a father figure for Sam and Dean especially after John died my favorite episode was the episode that was fully dedicated to Bobby which was Weekend at Bobby's in season six It was a great one because it took a break from sam and dean (laughs) which you know we'd already had six seasons just of the the hijinks of um of the brothers but it was nice to see bobby just doing his typical day in the life and you know since he's a hunter a normal day for him involved you know hunting a demon and then burying burying it in the backyard and i think we even maybe get introduced to Jody in that episode who ah. became one of my favorites yeah. and you know doing research and dealing with the FBI and all these aliases and all that sort of <laughs> stuff so I really love Bobby I think he was such an important part of the show for that time that he was in it and right till the end as well which I'll talk about later. Castiel obviously portrayed by Misha Collins who you know started off as this powerful angel who was responsible for saving Dean from hell initially his job was to prevent Lilith from breaking the 66 seals that if they were broken uh Lucifer was released from the cage of hell <laughs> so so fa- came in yeah fairly big sort of stakes big role. we're talking yeah. about here fairly significant <laughs> yeah. kind of
1: responsibilities yeah. in terms of impact on the entire eternal world definitely
0: exactly and so he was brought to do that but i mean he evolved into essentially the third brother like he was in the thick and thin of it with um sam and dean throughout the whole thing and you know obviously it was a really emotional to say goodbye to him spoiler (laughs) he died um but i mean he's you know he lived on and but it was definitely like that that goodbye to uh, to Castiel was I think a fan favorite especially for for me I think it was just like it was just incredible that after all this, and there was a lot of similarities between other times when Cass was sort of close to death and I don't know they just did it really well but my favorite <laughs> episode of um of Castiel's was definitely his introduction when he he came through he came through into a um well Bobby and I think it was Dean were there And as he came through the, into these big barn doors, all the lights on the overhead start to like explode. And it was like the best intro to a character in Supernatural. Like no one ever beat that. It was just awesome. So um, definitely had to put his introduction as my favorite episode. And then I think I'll just do one more. Who do I want to pick? Okay, I'm going to do Rowena. Okay. The third favorite is Rowena McLeod, who was portrayed by Ruth Connell who is a, a, a witch. She was a witch. And I think also because of her association with Crowley, mm-hmm. their sort of um, relationship throughout the show was really great. Like the banter between them. Obviously, there was a real troubled past between mother and son. But it created a lot of levity and a lot of humour, even though, you know, it was quite a dark storyline at times. Mm-hmm. And she was introduced as the main antagonist in season 10. So she came in up against... Sam and Dean at the start but she was so she was so incredible and she was such a force that when she sort of came in it was hard to imagine that she would eventually change her ways and she would you know come to the I suppose come to the dark side and yeah, help Sam yeah. and Dean in the end yeah um, because she did suffer a pretty horrific death at the hands of Lucifer um, and then her son Crowley died and I think that kind of inspired her to change her ways and to sort of see maybe what side of history she wanted to be on in the Supernatural universe. I mean, you know, she ended up dying like they all do, (laughs) Um, but she ended up going to hell and becoming the queen of hell, so she was kind of promoted in a way. Um, I know. The the tagline of Supernatural, she ended up dying like they all do. Like they all do. (laughs) they all do in the end. Yeah, she seemed to have done quite well for herself and ended up, yeah, going to hell and 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 trying to make it a better place. Yeah, I think as in terms of supporting characters, like I said, I could talk about a million. Charlie's yes. another one of my favorites as well, but yeah, we definitely we definitely get introduced to a lot.
1: I think it's really awesome like we've obviously talked about, you know, Sam and Dean being the core Um, of supernatural and you know I'm sure if at any point either one of them had left the show then the show probably would have come to an end but I think it's really important to reflect on obviously they're super important as the two main characters but unless you have a good ensemble cast you're not going to be able to in my opinion maintain audience interest and engagement for the entire you know especially for 15 seasons like if it was just you know sam and dean and a handful of you know recurring characters or whatever i think people would have lost interest but the fact that they were able to establish such a good supporting cast in like some of these supporting you know characters or whatever only appeared in a handful of episodes, yeah. but they were so impactful and recognizable that the, when they did pop up again later on, like I remember, you know, whenever Castiel or whoever would show up, like it was a big thing in the fandom yeah. that I would hear about. Like, so I Definitely. think it's really, really cool that they were able to establish that with so many supporting characters that they were then able to utilize in really clever ways from what I have observed. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, and it went from, you know, hunters to, you know, the supernatural beings that existed in that universe as well. Like, I mean, anytime Lucifer would show up, I mean, you knew... It was about to go down <laughs> when he yeah. <easily> showed up, <laughs> but Mark Pellegrino was so incredible as Lucifer, and I think any time that he showed up, everyone knew it was gonna be it was gonna be interesting. But yeah, this, there's a an array of different um, supporting characters, which yeah, like you said, definitely kept the show running for as long as it did. This whole idea of, especially in the first season, there was this whole thing with Monster of the Week, which you know, <laughs> Sam and Dean hunting down urban legends and folklore. Monsters in the first two seasons was great, but it could never just be that. They then branched out and started to introduce that as what they called the big bad of the season. So, like I was saying, in season 10, you've got Rowena
1: who came into it,
0: she was a main antagonist, along with I think the Mark of Cain may have been there. But it ended up being like you know, they would do a sprinkling of the urban legend episodes but would always have the overarching storyline. I've sort of picked out a couple of, I guess, monsters or Mm -hmm. urban legends that I really enjoyed along the time. My favourite episode of all time is actually... My first pick here, Ooh, which is, okay. yeah, which you should watch, actually. Do
1: I need I to watch the others? Or do I need to just
0: yeah. go straight to what is this, yes. episode five? No, or oh, don't watch that one. No, okay. I've swapped these ones around. Oh, okay, <laughs> Do Never not mind. watch Bloody Mary, because okay. I still don't watch that one. Okay, but oh, the, ver- the My first one on my uh, list is Scarecrow, which was season one, episode 11. Sam and Dean is... Con- get in contact with their dad because he's still missing and he tells them to stop searching for him essentially and sends them to a small town in Indiana where the people are being sacrificed to a pagan god. And this is Just one of the casually. first showcases... I know. It's- <laughs> you know what's really interesting though mm. is that it's not necessarily <clears throat> a scary episode. It starts off a contentious relationship between Sam and Dean because Dean being the, you know, obedient son and what yes. he thinks is the good son... He is like, oh yeah, we're gonna go, uh, we're gonna go check this out, check this case out, and Sam's like, um, no, we're not. I've tracked down where Dad is, so we're gonna go save him. Basically, right. we're gonna go see what's up. And Dean's like, "Well, he's given us an order, so we should follow that." And Sam, there's this whole thing of like, "I don't understand how you've got such blind faith in the man." Like, it's this whole, <laughs> it's this whole thing which really starts off the the relationship. It's I guess it is kind of pivotal to what ends up eventuating throughout the whole thing. But I really love the episode because it's that classic small town it's raining cuz they shoot up in vancouver and it's beautiful the scenery mm-hmm. is amazing they go to an apple orchard it's it's a really great episode because it's funny but it's also sort of a nice beginning of the show that's not too scary if you mm-hmm. want to ju- if you want to dip your toes in okay um so that's my favorite episode of all time i would say right. bloody mary is the other one i've got on my list which was season 1 episode 5 and there's quite a few uh, scary episodes in the first two seasons, the Benders and Playthings being two of the ones that really got me. But I think Bloody Mary is is significant because it was the first episode to prove that the show could be a horror show. The first, the pilot was scary, but they were setting up a lot of plot, and yeah. then they had Wendigo, which the um, visual effects on that weren't great so it wasn't necessarily scary but Bloody Mary was terrifying and it's one that I still don't rewatch because as mm-hmm. much as I love horror I don't like having nightmares yeah and Just My Imagination is an episode in season 11 where the monster is actually human but it's the supernatural beings that make it one of my favorite episodes because it's um, Sam's childhood imaginary friend Sully who comes to visit him in hopes of tracking down a killer who was killing other imaginary friends. That's so, so sad. <laughs> it's crazy because Dean can also see him, which Sam didn't realise that he could. Oh, also. so Sully had made himself known, and I don't, I can't remember how that sort of came about. But right. Interesting. in the yeah, in the supernatural universe, they they're called Xana, which is. Right. The official name for an imaginary friend, right? Um, and Sully takes the boys to this little girl's house where her imaginary friend, which was a unicorn, uh-huh. has been slaughtered. Oh, lovely! And she can see it. The parents oh, she, can't. She,
1: she, she, so this poor child can see this her poor kid slaughtered. Can see that her imaginary yeah. best friend that is a yeah. unicorn, and their parents Good. are like,
0: "What is going on with this kid?" Because they, <laughs> they can't think see she's it.
1: possessed. Yeah. Oh, it's
0: so bad. But anyway there was also a drowned mermaid or like a mermaid that was stabbed to death in a pool. It's oh, a really great nice. episode. Love it. <laughs> but it's kind of like, it's those imaginary elements that I really love. Like I love yeah. any, um any episodes that are sort of like the one-off sort of episodes. And like, whenever the boys go back to that old school monster of the week hunt yes. kind of thing, I love it. And which kind of takes me into the novelty episodes. I've got so many on here, which I'll just sort of, <laughs> sort of mention but they're also ones that i feel like if i'm talking about supernatural i can't not mention yeah so that's why it's ended up being so many but because i really can't like i'm just thinking now like i can't really dwell on it like because you can't if you haven't seen it it's not really
1: yeah but i think you're doing a good job so far at like explaining enough of the context so it's fine it's like
0: full disclosure
1: this is mental
0: (laughs) well that doesn't make sense
1: (laughs) Can you please clip that for the audio
0: cramp? Yeah. <laughs> disclosure, this is mental. Yeah. Yes. So novelty episodes. I yep. mean, these are the one-offs that are just comedy relief, really. Which is,
1: I think, great for a show oh, like this to have. You have to, to have. have
0: it. Yeah. You have to have it, especially when you're dealing with the apocalypse.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just kind of lighten the mood sometimes, <laughs> you know? Just put a little a bit pizzazz on off it. against
0: Lucifer. So the first one I put on here is Mystery Spot, which was Season 3, Episode 11. This could contest um, Scarecrow because it's so good. It's such a funny <laughs> episode. A mystery Spot basically finds Sam and Dean in the middle of a time loop while investigating a mystery spot. So it's a very weird time loop Groundhog Day situation Mm -hmm. and along with Sam we witness Dean dying over a hundred times in different ways and it's both hilarious and exhausting and the song Heat of the Moment by Asia if you've watched this episode will never be the same because (laughs) the the time loop triggers when Dean is killed and the alarm that goes off is heat of the moment yeah Scooby Natural season 13 episode 16 which was a Scooby-Doo crossover And they were fully animated, both Sam and Dean and Castiel, which is so fun. Like, I love Scooby-Doo. And so for them to do that episode would have been amazing also to go and do um, voiceover acting as well. Like, that would have been quite different for them to do. And then the last one I've put is Baby, which was season 11, episode 4, where Sam and Dean take a road trip to fight monsters and demons. And it's entirely shot from the Impalas perspective that's so the amazing. whole episode is shot from inside the car which is awesome so they're some of my favorite novelty episodes and then you know Supernatural is well known to be quite meta yeah um and you know poking fun at themselves <laughs> as well as like the the world around them I guess yeah. that lives outside of the show lots of um,
1: staring down the lens yeah pretty <laughs> breaking much. the fourth wall
0: exactly yeah to see Jared and Jensen doing something different And that's like with all the novelty episodes, like seeing them do other things other than just fighting the big bad or whatever, it was always really exciting. And that's why fan fiction, I think, is one of the most iconic Supernatural episodes, which happened in season 10. It was the 200th episode special, I think it was the 200th. And, you know, again, that fourth wall is broken and Sam and Dean go to investigate a teacher's disappearance only to find out that the students are putting on a musical based on their lives. As
1: in Sam and Dean's lives, right?
0: Yeah, Sam and Dean's lives, yeah. So they go and, um, yeah, they just go to go check out this, you know, what seems to be like a normal mm-hmm. monster and it turns out that the, the school has decided to do Supernatural the musical, which <laughs> is pretty funny. And it includes uh, bops like, I'll Just Wait Here Then yep. and The Road So Far and Single Man Tear. On the road But yeah, it's a really fun episode. I really love fan fiction. It's one I go back and watch all the time. Then there's flashback episodes, which, you know, drag me away from you actually happened in the last season. Um, And it was a real beautiful throwback to the old school, like sort of episodes in season one. Um, Something Wicked, which actually happened in season one, is another episode I've put on here. And those two episodes are very similar. The fact that they did drag me away in the last season was sort of, I guess, an ode to the... To the original season and any time that the show flashes back to young Sam and Dean it's always you know it's nice to know a little bit more about their origin story like there's not much left that we don't know now about the brothers and um you know it's always nice when we're when we're flashed back to them as teenagers you know and then we also get like a bit of a cameo from John driving up in the car which is a nice A reminder of of their dad and stuff, who who basically was in the first two seasons, and then we never really saw him again until he (laughs) came back. He was resurrected for like one episode. The last one in that list I've put on there is In the Beginning, which happened in season four, which is when Castiel sent Dean back to 1973, where he meets younger ver- versions of his parents, oh, which is nice as well. so weird when that happens, though. Yeah, it like, was. That just, it, was... it
1: makes me think of... It's in Back to the Future, right? Where he, like, meets his mum, who then starts hitting on him. Like, it's, yeah. like, it's a recipe for disaster. Yeah.
0: We also get a bit more of an origin story about Mary, who was yeah. actually the hunter of the two. Ah. So when, yeah, when Mary died, that was only when John became a hunter. Yeah, the Winchester family was actually not the hunting family. It was... Oh, well, the Winchester line did have the men of letters. It's a bit confusing. But they. But the main reason that, that John became a hunter was because Mary died, but it was actually yeah. Mary's family that were the family ah, of hunters. Ah, I see. Yeah, so we get to learn that. That's another bit yeah. of the origin story. Episodes that made me cry. Now. <laughs> Surprised you were only able to pick three. I thought it would have been. <laughs> every episode ever. <laughs> Let's be honest. Week in, week out in this last season, I was crying, yeah. as you know. But I picked three, which Faith. That happened in, which was an episode in season one, Mm -hmm. when Dean is accidentally electrocuted and he permanently damages his heart and is basically diagnosed with a month to live. And obviously Sam tries to find a way to save him um, and finds a faith healer. It was too good to be true sort of situation. But when they were there, Dean was saved, was healed. But it turned out that by doing that, they were actually um, summoning a reaper which, you know, you're stuffing oh, around with death. Yeah. You can't hate, be stuffing hate around hate it when with that. that happens. <laughs> I know, right? And No Rest for the Wicked, season three, is probably the saddest episode, I think. Oh, I mean, the finale was pretty sad. Yeah. But I would say that this is probably the saddest one, which is Dean was basically, he made a deal with the devil and mm-hmm. only had like 30 hours to live and they're trying to figure out a way to save him. But, no, it wasn't going to happen. Like, he was going. And I don't think anyone will ever forget, like, if you watch that episode, that scene where the hellhounds come and get Dean, which we sort of (laughs) talked about the hellhounds in that Halloween episode as well. (laughs) Yes, the hounds of hell. The reason why it was so sad was because it was our first real brush with death, Yeah. which death became – whenever any of them died, we were like, oh, well, they'll come back. Mm. Death didn't really seem like the biggest consequence um, in Supernatural after this, but at the time, in season three, it was the first time that we were actually going to lose one of them. So it seemed like there was a lot weighing on it. Um, also, there was this beautiful scene with Sam and Dean in the car driving along and Dean shoves in his uh, Bon Jovi cassette and plays Wanted Dead or Alive. Um, and so there was kind of that karaoke moment in the car when Dean is basically about to go and die Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a really great scene, and that's probably when I cried. <laughs> if I had to, <laughs> if I had to pinpoint the bit where I cried, yeah. And then I put "Do You Believe in Miracles" season nine when um, Sam turns into a demon. Oh, sorry, not Sam. Dean turns into a demon. Brutal because he got the mark of Cain, which wasn't great. But it was also <laughs> like, oh no, not again. Will we have to really go through this again. Oh, um, there's a lot of those moments in Supernatural where you're like, oh no, we've just got everything back together. Yeah, you know, but there's never a there's never a break in supernatural. It's always go go go. So that's kind of a a summary of my mm. favorite supernatural episodes. Um, any of them you want to watch, Kara? Anything tickle your fancy? Look.
1: I think I'm going to have to go back through and reread the descriptions, but I think it is really cool to reflect on a show. And again, I think this speaks to how the longevity of Supernatural as a show, that they have tried to do different things and they have tried to experiment with, you know, doing like, comedy episodes or you know like sort of the range of performance opportunities that they give to the actors but also to the viewer to watch it like there is you know for someone like me who as we discussed on the halloween episode hates Mm. scary things i can watch something like a teen wolf but i'm not like super into it so it's good to know that there are sort of you know like i could go and watch like one of the funnier ones like yeah. and then maybe if I attach myself to the characters in that then that can yeah. be a gateway for me into dipping my toe into the slightly scarier stuff which I think yeah. is really cool and I think they wouldn't have been on air for as long as they have <laughs> if exactly. they had if they'd just been every single week it was them hunting something new like yeah I think it's, that's it's cool it. that they've done that
0: yeah for sure and I think like yeah the urban legend thing obviously was the reason that Kripke wanted to start this uh, yeah. show, you know, that was his driving force and he, it took him 10 years to get it, um, to yes. pitch it, basically. I think as a starting point, it's really incredible. And like I said, it gave them a lot of chance to do character development with all the, like, flesh them out as brothers mm. and then bring in those extra um, supernatural elements. I guess... Maybe we'll talk about the finale. Do a bit of a review of the finale. Yeah. It's quite fresh for me.
1: I was about to say, how are you feeling? Is yeah. it is it okay? Is the timing of this episode
0: a bit giving you enough time to process? I think and yeah, I heal? think it's perfect actually because I need closure. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I need to um, I need to move on from it because it's basically consumed my brain for the mm-hmm. last four days. Because we're recording this on the Tuesday after. Yes. The finale that aired in Australia on Friday. So it was it was really a two part finale in the end. I think. Yeah. Um, and they kind of pinned it to be like that because you know ep- uh, season fifteen was so big and there were so many things going on with uh, Chuck and God and all of that jazz and with Jack as well. So episode nineteen wrapped up season fifteen with Jack gaining the collective power of Michael Lucifer and God. To defeat God Jeez. alongside Sam and Dean. Yeah, it was big. And I was also like, if God... <laughs> You've got to kind of put yourself... Like, this is a supernatural universe, guys. Yeah, It may sound wild, but like, when you're in it, you don't really think about how ridiculous it is. Yeah. But it was pretty much like, how do you get rid of God? Like, when you really think about existentially. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, seems kind of impossible. But he does. And Jack, who is half angel, half human, but his mm-hmm. dad is Lucifer, so he's an archangel. nephilim. Yeah. So he's Jeez. extra powerful and such a great character. I love Jack. I think I sent you a Snapchat thinking that Jack was gonna die, and that was very naive of me. Anyway, so he ends up defeating God and becomes the Almighty, basically, and undoes cool. all of the egotistical mess that God had created, and 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 so finally sets everyone free. And feeling that Sam and Dean are finally free, and this is they mm-hmm. can write their own destiny now, which is pretty exciting for them, considering yeah. they. I just realized that their whole life was written out for them by God. So episode 20, which is the official finale, picks up a couple of weeks after. And we get a glimpse of what life was like for the brothers, you know, in a post-apocalyptic world. You know, Dean has a dog and Sam's going for his runs and doing his laundry. It's very domestic. How exciting. But more importantly, I think they, because they're still in the bunker, which is yeah. where they were hunting out of. It implies that they're still hunting. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, the hunt happens and they're in the Impala and off they go. And, and, you know, the hunt sort of seemed straightforward, really. You know, it was just vampires causing havoc in a small town. And, by the way, the hunt opened by... Upending the life of a family of four, where the monster breaks in, killing one parent as the two sons are forced to run away, which is yeah. eerily similar. There was a lot of um, what references. What a coincidence. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of references in that episode, especially like the Kripke um, singer FBI aliases that were a nod yeah. to the show's original creator and showrunner. We even get a cameo from the iconic Dad's Journal, which. I actually made a noise when <laughs> Dean got the journal out. I was like, oh my God, we're back. It was like, it was such a throwback sort of segment of the episode, which it was like an ode to the, to the season one. Cause dad's journal used to get pulled out all the time. It was John's um, journal that he kept throughout his years of hunting. And so we get all that and then Dean dies. So, you know, it kind of, that was sort of the middle of the episode and yeah. It was kind of like hard sort of process because you know for a character who has always said he would go down swinging you know, this was, I think this was the best possible choice for him I, in the end. Just,
1: I just want to say as well, like another thing to bring it back to Tumblr, seeing the chaos that unraveled on Tumblr and Twitter when, <laughs> as this finale was happening. And I saw a post that was like, you could literally tell me en- that anything, like you could describe the most random thing that had happened <laughs> in the Supernatural finale, yeah. and I believe you. Because honestly... It, yeah, like you said, out, after all of these years, all these yeah. seasons, all these different, like, brushes with death, mm-hmm. with all these characters that these boys have had. Yeah. And, yeah, what a way to go out.
0: Well, and, you know, I I totally understand that. But, like, on reflection, now that I'm, you know, that I'm, you know, four days out from yeah. <laughs> from processing it. I do think that, of course, he wasn't going to die at the hands of a vampire. I mean, he's killed hundreds of vampires. He still won that battle, but he's human. And even, you know, Dean Winchester can't survive a giant nail (laughs) through the back, you know. So I think in a way, like, he was never going to die at the hands of a monster. Yeah. Because that's not Dean. He's, like, the best hunter ever. So... I don't know. I think I think it was perfect, but I could totally understand. It was. It was, it was just, hard to sort of process in the moment. To, yeah, and it was one yeah. of those
1: things. I think it is cool though if you look at it from the narrative perspective of it being a reminder of their mortality, because the whole yeah, concept exactly. of the show is that week in week out they come up against these supernatural elements and they somehow always eventually come out on top. So it was. Yeah. From that perspective as well to be like oh yeah he got stabbed by a nail yeah. on the wall <laughs> like exactly. it, was, it, it was a really massive one and obviously you know he bled out or whatever but yeah I think it was it was a good way to close up the chapter by yeah reminding of the human element of the show and sort of the the moment between the two brothers because that's yeah. what's at its
0: core right well, that's it, and it kind of gave them a moment too because if he had have died suddenly, then there wouldn't have been the um, like yeah. five monologue that Jensen got to do because I yeah. think, you know, it was not just a moment for the brothers to say goodbye. It was like, you know, I think Jensen you – know, Jared's amazing too. Jared, I'm a, I'm a Sam girl, just so yes. everyone knows. Um, but for him, who is like the leader of the show, like he's really yeah. led the show the whole time, um, for him to say goodbye to not only – Sam but also to us as an audience as well like Mm -hmm. you know it was no take backs there was you know nothing to avenge then it was that was it that was the end and it was very similar to the to the final Castiel scene as well which is you have to say goodbye to these characters and obviously with COVID there was a production shut down and so they had to do it in a way that was um you know definitive but and also that people could love as well without it You know, because if they had brought everyone back, it would have been maybe overwhelming. I don't know. I've kind of, I've fallen in the camp of the simplicity of it is what I love about the finale. I think that's kind of, like, I feel a lot of solace in that, that it was just Sam and Dean in the end. And they bring back Bobby as well, you know, to greet Dean in heaven, which Mm -hmm. heaven is now you know it used to be this memory trap where you would go and you would relive your greatest hits basically like your yeah. best moments of your life but jack with the help of castiel so we still we still you know castiel's still in the mix like we get he he's mentioned and him and jack are renovating heaven and making it this place where you can go and you have free will it's not just yeah. heaven it's, you know, and Bobby says it's the heaven you deserve. So, mm. you know, and I felt a lot of emotions. It was like a mo- an emotional roller coaster in that moment because I'm like, Dean's died and now Dean's in heaven with Bobby and everyone else. And I'm like, Sam needs to die now so he can join them. <laughs> <laughs> like, then I'm just wishing, you so know. So many
1: emotions, yeah. Yeah, it
0: was a lot. And I- what I do love is, though, that there, there was still, like, You know, the car was in heaven with Dean and it had the original Kansas plates from season one on it, which then made me cry. (laughs) (laughs) It's the little things. It was the little things. But then, you know, as Dean goes for his drive in the car and, you know, Carry On My Way with Son is playing and we see Sam living out the rest of his life, you know, he, he goes off and has a family and yeah you wonder if he's still hunting and all that sort of thing and he's got this beautiful relationship with his son and then as Sa- sam's on his deathbed his son comes up to say goodbye and say it's okay to yeah. go he's got the anti-possession tattoo so it's it's just so nice and then there's the orchestral like um, yeah bit at the end where dean is st- stood looking out at it, um everything that jack has created in heaven and yeah sam then joins him at the end of the road where they have an emotional hug and they're back together at last. And I think, you know, finding a way to end any series, let alone one that's been on for 15 years, um, was never going to be easy. But, yeah, you know, it was perfect to me. You know, they they had to overcome so many obstacles to get it yes. done as well. And that yeah. was a worry too, like, whether it would be as good as it could be because of yes. the restrictions. But yeah, I, in my opinion, the series finale took its time, like you know having the right level of nostalgia and references you know with the going on that last hunt and you know honoring that legacy that'll live on forever so I think it was it was a beautiful way to end the show yeah pretty emotional I think yeah
1: I mean I got a series of as I do after many episodes but I got a series of video (laughs) staff chats from you and obviously you know they encountered so many challenges and it's a challenging thing at the end of 15 seasons to wrap like you're never going to please everyone with the way you no. wrap up a show but I think given the circumstances and you know the fact that knowing yeah going into it they knew that it was the finale I think it it delivered on what it needed to deliver on yeah. from what I from what I've heard from you and from what I've heard from other friends as well it was kind of like you know they tied everything up yeah like they left you know no I mean I'm sure spin offs are already a thing and could continue <laughs> to be a thing but in terms of the core story being Sam and Dean They wrapped that up really, really nicely. And you know me, I love, I'm a sucker for like a a flash forward future montage. Well, that's what
0: I was thinking too. Like, everyone was like, oh, it felt so rushed. But I was like, no one wants to watch Sam live out his life without Dean. I know. When I see it.
1: No, that's why the show was, you know, on for 15 seasons. Like, if you, like I was saying before, if you'd killed off Dean in season seven, like, that would have been the end, you know? I
0: know. They wouldn't have kept going. Um, also, uh, I should mention too, that my best friend Jenna, yes, who we've mentioned in other episodes, she and I um, were messaging because she was a little bit ahead of me watching the finale. yeah. But we were messaging as we were watching it and chatting and um, she actually sent me a little bit of a message oh, yes. for me to read out about her her sort of feelings about the finale, you know, because her and I kind of have a little bit of a fan club. Like it's our, yes. our exclusive <laughs> Supernatural fan club, which she sort of mentions a little bit in her message. So I'll read that out now. So Jenna says, what a heart-wrenchingly beautiful journey the last 15 years have been. I'm writing this the day after the series finale and my mind is still reeling and trying to comprehend how this story has played such a huge role in my life is finally over. Though I know that it will never truly be over between me and Supernatural, it'll always stay close to my heart. The main things that come into my mind when I think about Supernatural aren't really about the Supernatural elements of the show at all, but the human elements. The love and the banter between Sam and Dean... The constant flow of amazing supporting characters such as Bobby, Castiel, Rowena and Jody, and the determination of the brothers to always do the right thing by each other and the world. Eric Kripke and the other creators of the show have done a brilliant job of always keeping the show relatable to their viewers and making them feel like they are as much a part of the story as Sam and Dean Winchester. We've celebrated with them, laughed with them and cried with them. We're all a part of this Winchester family. Supernatural also contributed to forming the greatest and deepest friendship I've ever had with my best friend Caitlin, who is of course reading this right now. (laughs) Um, I remember being in year nine photography class together and peeking at each other's computer screens to see who had the best self-made supernatural wallpaper and which new pictures we'd found of Jared and Jensen on the internet. Believe me, there are a lot. Over the years, Supernatural has become ingrained into our friendship and we have spent many hours discussing our feelings about each episode week after week. Although the show may be over, our friendship will last forever. Um, Supernatural may have not always been the perfect show. Let's not even mention the Leviathan era, but it was, <laughs> it was and will forever remain the perfect show for me. Thank you, Jenna, for sending me that. It was so so sweet. It was I mean Jenna and I met I think the show was in season three at the time yeah it's just crazy to me that not just that the show has gone on for so long you know and you were saying too like it's a part of so many people's lives like the fandom is so massive yeah and the fact that it's resonated with so many people is just a credit to the writers yeah credit to the creators and the showrunners it's definitely been a massive part of my friendship with her and i'm glad that we could sort of end it with something that you know we could take with us forever like any time you watch the show i don't Obviously everyone has their own opinion, but I think it, it wrapped up the story beautifully and you know Jenna's a very well spoken individual. Yes. So I'm glad you said that. <laughs> very <to me>. articulate. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that, Jenna. But yeah. Yeah.
1: I think it's also like a reflection of stuff we've talked about throughout it, but like the endurance and the legacy of the show that after 15 seasons, there are still, I mean, dedicated fans like you and Jen are not missing an episode every week, but there's still, mm-hmm. you know, hysteria around the show and there's excitement and there's discussion and there's arguments and like there's yeah. still emotion. There's still that far-reaching impact across, you know, the internet, pop culture. On top of that, you also have things like conventions and dedicated podcasts and like the supernatural fandom Like, at the surface level, when you start looking into it, it just goes deeper and deeper and deeper. But I think at the core, unless it was a great show, you wouldn't have any of these things. Like, people don't invest in something that they're a fan of, that they love, unless there is substance to it. So I think yeah. it sort of really reflects the power of the show and the impact that it's had, you know, for you and Jenna, but also for people around the world. And it is something that people around the world have come together and found in common and established friendships yeah. and relationships from. Yeah, its legacy will endure. I think for a lot of people as well that are non-fans, whenever they find out that Supernatural was still going in the yeah. year 2020, everyone was like, what? How? Yeah. Like, that's not possible. Shows don't go for that long. So I yeah. think like you said it's a reflection on the writers and the whole production team and the actors as well for committing to a show for so long like so many people choose not to or get you know frustrated if they get defined by a single role but i think for jared and jensen they've really sort of taken that on board and understand how much the show means to the fans and have tried their best to sort of, you know, encapsulate that
0: in their performances, which is really powerful. When I was sitting there and, like, reflecting on the finale... Mm -hmm. I was sort of like on a personal level I guess I was sort of reminded of you know like the lessons that I've taken from the show because there are so many it's like the importance of family which is obviously super important to me and you know that sense of belonging not being afraid to you know face your fears yeah like a Dean character you know like and and Sam has such a strong moral compass and Castiel had this like righteousness about him that he didn't, you know. Obviously, he was struggling to um, sort of fit into society at yeah. the start. But it was, it was always he kept this theme of like, I have a greater good, and it's. I think it's important as a human to always sort of yes. think that. I also, you know, learnt the lesson of how to summon a demon. Yes, important life skill, and how to kill that demon if um the summoning works so many life lessons (laughs) and I sort of said that in like the last in that finale like being able to write your own destiny and um in embracing a roller coaster of life and enjoying the people that you're riding that with and and these are things that it sort of seems like a lot to take from a like, what is it, A, the longest-running yes. TV fantasy action fantasy show, action yeah. um, show. But it has, like, it's resonated with thousands of people and I'm so glad that, you know, I'm not alone in that, obviously, with Jenna, but also there's so many fans of the show. So I hope that, like, this you know if anyone's listening that's a Supernatural fan you know I hope we've given justice to the show because there was a lot of I felt a little bit of pressure to sort of like you know <laughs> try and make this as um entertaining as I can but yeah hopefully it's resonated with people hopefully people are, uh, have enjoyed the show and enjoyed the finale and because it's been such a long journey for everyone that loves the show you know
1: so well I just want to say congratulations on making it through this episode because obviously for this week <laughs> it was the onus for a lot of the research and you know the brain power was on you (laughs) so as your podcasting co-host i appreciate (laughs) it and also as your friend it's been a joy to sort of watch your journey with this show and it's been really nice to have this conversation today and reflect on it yeah it's been nice i think it will be no surprise to anyone listening that we can't do an episode all about supernatural (laughs) and not put them in the hall of fame just you know that's that's where they belong i think if it's your favorite tv show of all time it's got to go into the shout out old me podcast hall of fame so has to (laughs) <laughs> has to that's all we've got to say about that really yeah. I think the rest of the episode is kind of a hall of fame spiel enough to yeah, uh, exactly. to cover the, it uh, off I don't know if I have much left yeah you. I think you've <laughs> almost used up all of your supernatural words that are in your brain ah. um <laughs> but yeah, if you guys enjoyed the episode, you can you should let us know. You can follow us over on Instagram at shoutoutoldme. You can leave a voice message on Anchor.fm forward slash shoutout to the old me as well. Remember, if you would like to get involved in our Christmas slash holiday special or our best of the year episodes, please get in touch via email, Instagram, voice message, whatever, by December fifth. But also, um, you can follow us on Spotify and over on Apple Music, you can rate us and subscribe to us. And also you can leave a review. Yes. And we were very excited to discover during the week that someone has left us a review. This is the first, like, written review on Apple Podcasts we've ever had. So it was very exciting. So we wanted to give a shout out to, I believe it's Bron that left us the review over on Apple Podcasts. Um, It was really, really lovely. Anyone uses Apple Podcasts and wants to do the same thing, please do. It really makes us happy when we we get lovely feedback. We haven't had any hate yet, so I'm hoping that's a streak that keeps on going fingers crossed um, maybe after this episode <laughs> maybe after maybe the the people that hated the supernatural finale are gonna come for us um but i guess on that note do you have anything else you'd like to add Caitlin? no that's it i
0: think thank you so much for listening if you've made it this far <laughs> yeah um, it's been very therapeutic for me thank you Kara, for um for allowing me to do my spiel you're welcome and talk about The greatest show ever. Yeah.
1: I'm here for you. You know that? And why not use the podcast as the platform for your therapy?
0: We'll have to think of your therapy. What's going to be your topic of therapy? We'll we'll have a think about it. Brainstorm. Yeah.
1: All right. Otherwise, have an excellent rest of your day, rest of your week, rest of the year, everyone. And we'll be back soon with another new episode. Bye.